Hey guys, welcome back to Positive Impact. On today's episode, my spiritual and sober brother, Matt Seafeld, he is the founder of My Life Link. It's a free and locally created sober community app that allows folks to engage in virtual connections, meetings, and other tools for those suffering from substance use disorder or behavioral addiction. Matt, welcome, brother. Well, thanks, Andrew, for having me on. That was, that was a good, good entry point into the conversation of recovery. Conversation of recovery is something that people listening know is near and dear to my heart. And um, so it's so appropriate, you know, January, New Year, people may be sober curious. Uh, maybe people want to tap into a better health, uh, healthy lifestyle, um, people suffering from addiction, whatever it is. Um, Matt, tell us what my life link is and tell us why you started it, please. Yeah, yeah, no, absolutely. And, and I'll, I'll go back a little bit in time just for the listeners to know that I did battle with uh, substance abuse and uh, alcoholism and, and a, a long road with pain, prescription pain medication. You know, I fell into that, that realm as well. And so, so I know something about what it takes to get into recovery. Uh, the, what, what, what really befuddled me over the years of watching friends go through the struggles and then finally recognizing that I too had a struggle of my own, it was amazing to me how hard it was to find people you could relate to beyond just I'm an alcoholic, because that's the easy part, right? The harder part is when you get into who somebody really is, right? What are the different attributes that make Andrew up, make Matt up? And will those attributes align? Like, like can I hang out with Andrew? Andrew's sober. Could he help guide me in directions of my life to help me get into recovery? And, you know, you, you look at the you know, dating apps and cars.com. Like, it seems like you can go on anywhere and find your ideal something, but there was no addict. Where's the addicts.com? Right. Where's that? You know, where's the surfers in North County, San Diego, who uh, were separated from their wives, who have kids, who were alcoholics? I mean, they're there, but how do you find them? And, that, and that's really when I left uh, treatment in January, actually four years ago uh, today was about, I think the day, yeah, it was 28th. I, I left uh, Betty Ford. And, and the lady across from me at discharge handed me a piece of paper and, and had a gentleman's first name and initial on it. I said, you know, here you go, call him. He's an alumni. And I said, okay, is he sober? And she goes, I don't know, but I hope so. And I said, well, what does he do for a living? Like, what, what's his hobbies? You know, can I go like, I don't want to go just to an AA meeting. Could I go like surf with the guy and have him tell me, oh man, those would be really good things to know. Yeah, we don't, we don't know that. And I'm like, what? So the first nine months of, of my recovery was starting to really incubate this idea that actually had been around in my head for four or five years, but it took me to get sober to realize how to actually execute on it. And, and that's how my life was created, is, is a free server community where you can self-identify if you choose to, or be totally anonymous if you choose to. And you have the ability to, in a virtual way, connect with people, people who have also struggled, people who are struggling, not just with physical addiction, but behavioral addiction. And now look, let's also talk about emotional addiction because that's really what drives all of that, right? It's, it's emotions that are out of control that drive us to want to numb ourselves to feeling. And some of us use alcohol and, and drugs to do so. Um, you know, so it's, that was really how it came about. And 
And that fact, actually, Andrew, I think you might have been one of the first podcasts that I, I put on the app. So for any of your listeners out there, download my life link. You can listen to all Andrew's shows. We upload them all. He's got his own channel. Here, so, here's, uh, the, here's the funny part, Matt. For people listening, like I have people, I just looked before we started the podcast. I have downloads. Our podcast has downloads in 74 countries. I'm like, some of these countries, like, I don't even, I've never even heard of them. And, right. and I'm like... And I know your app has about 70 yeah. countries yeah. That, that people are participating in. And so there's the correlation, like people on my life link. And those are the ones who are listening to the podcast. And so yeah. I have great reverence and uh, gratitude for letting, for putting this podcast on your platform. Yeah. Well, look, and, it, uh, and it, it's a people, it's not a San Diego problem, right? It's not a U.S. problem. It's a global problem that we're, we're dealing with here with addiction. And, and, and it doesn't really matter whether I'm communicating with somebody in Paris or somebody in South Africa or somebody in Australia, you know, the, the issues are still the same, right? And, and so that's why I like the fact that we're a global, a global sober tribe is what I call it, because there's always somebody there, so somebody there willing to inspire, listen. Uh, I think the other big thing I learned in recovery was what accountability, mm. you know, is it's easy for me to say, I'll do things, I'm gonna pray, I'm gonna be a service to others, I'm gonna share my story. I'm going to exercise. I'm going to meditate. But do I actually do it? And does the community know I do it? So one of the big features of the app is to go in and track the things you can do every day to stay healthy, like exercise, prayer, meditation, reading, and also serve others, right? Selfless support, you know, and 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 also your emotions. You know, look if you're joyful, post that you're joyful and and show us why, you know. But if you're triggered or you're resentful, like that's okay too, you know. But let the community put their arms around you before you go down a dark dark path. So. Tracking is a big thing. It not only keeps us accountable as individuals, it shows the community the work that we're doing, which can be inspirational. Yeah. And I think one thing that's sticking out that you said earlier, Matt, is four years ago today, you left Betty Ford. And so, you know, there's no, I don't believe in coincidences. I believe in synchronicity, divine intervention, and the fact that you and I are on this podcast exactly four years after you left treatment, the same treatment center that I went to, like, oh, like for yeah. people listening, I have goosebumps. Like I just got them. You know, it's funny until you said that I didn't even realize that four years ago, right now, my, my separated wife and my two beautiful sons were on their way out to pick me up. And then we ended up staying the weekend at the, the, the Weston out there in Rancho Mirage to, to celebrate me, me coming at you. But, it, but you literally, it's, it's, it's just serendipitous, right? And, and I think you bring up a point too, is that, you know, I've learned in recovery that, that I don't run anything. And whether you want to believe in a higher power or God or Yahweh or a football, it doesn't really matter. But, but I had to understand that the things that happen in my life are not in my control. And when I finally let go of that, even when I looked at the pain and suffering that I'd caused over 15 years of active addiction, I recognized that every one of those bad things had to happen in the order it did for me to be having a conversation with you right here, right? That brings peace to me. It doesn't necessarily absolve me, you know, from the people I harmed, but, but it, it brings peace to know that, that, that these things are going to work out the way that God intends them to work out. Your higher power intends to work out. It's a lonely place in my opinion, to feel like we're it. I don't want that burden anymore. I spent my whole life focused on self-will. Like I would be strong enough. I'm going to be better than my twin brother. I'll be the all-American athlete. I'll 
be the smartest. I mean, all I mean, all of that craziness, which in turn just created anxiety. Mm. You know, to a kid who basically grew up playing for anxiety every single day of his life, and it still does, and it still has to work on that every day. Say, wait, why am I future seeking? Why am I so resentful to what happened in China? Why can't I just be in the moment right now, injured, not being going these other directions that does nothing? So it's absolutely, you know, it's it, it really, you know, that that's been a big piece for me is also making sure purpose is out there. And, and I think with my life link, you know, it's, yes, it's a lot of accountability, which is good. You know, I, I do think about that. If I were to relapse, who am I letting down? So that does help, but it's also, it's also watching people not just get sober, but start to understand that they truly have the ability to transform their lives into something extraordinary if they choose. And not only that, but they actually have the opportunity, we all do, to inspire others to do the same and then those inspire others so it's that whole self self to other self to other other that really drives the the, the amazing parts i mean when i get notes from well, i got a, a 70 year old gentleman the other day hit me up and say hey thanks to my life link you know i got sober after decades of alcoholism i just got back i just got into grad school and i never would have been able to do this if i hadn't been sober for the last 18 months to be able to prepare for that great i mean I, it's like go go do what you want to do you know, for me, like uh, anytime I'm feeling down, I actually go to at my life link, uh, Instagram, your Instagram page to see the stories of transformation uh, and the before and after pictures for people listening, uh, like the stories of like, like you just shared, Matt, like there's so many stories of people who didn't want to live and who are now thriving in recovery. Um, because of, you know, the, your platform, the, you know, the platform for people, for people listening, it's virtual meetings at home workouts and other wellness, uh, solutions 24 seven, all for free. And so access to podcasts like this, uh, accountability, community connection, structure, support, which are all things that are critical for people who want to thrive in recovery get sober, continue to stay sober. And that's a lot different than isolation, disconnection. I know for me, that's where I was seven years ago, not wanting, not wanting to live anymore, losing the will to live. I was in such despair. And so Matt, I really want to acknowledge you for you know creating this, being part of the solution, being the change that you want to see, because you saw there was a need after we leave, for those of us in recovery, after we leave that treatment center, there was a missing piece for people to leverage and tap into to get that needed support that wasn't there. And you showed, you know, initiative being part of the solution. And now you have this My Life link that's helping thousands and thousands of people worldwide. Like, that's what it's all about. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it really, it's the service work. I was just having lunch with a friend of mine that, and, you know, we were catching up. It's been a year, yeah, catching up on life. And he's like, you know, how do you do it? You know, how, do you ever get triggered? Yeah, how that? I said, you know, it's it's actually become really easy for me to to stay in recovery because I recognize that that all the things, the memories I've been able to create with people around me, and uh, don't exist when Matt drinks. In fact, they actually dissolve, and, and future hope dissolves, and the ability to coach youth sports. 
and the ability to be a productive member of, of, of a company and the ability to deliver my life link. Like all of those things fall apart the moment I choose maladaptive behavior addiction or, you know, or physical addiction. And, and I, I, I wish there was a way for me to take the person who's at the depth of themselves, right? I mean, the, 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 imagine where you were, Andrew, seven years ago, you were the lowest of low, like ending life seemed like a good option. And I was there too. How do we get that person to, for a moment, recognize what their life could be like if they just get away from the drug, the behavioral addiction, the emotional addiction long enough to see that possibility? That's the challenge with this, this disease. Is it's it, and so so what you have to have is you actually have to have blind faith, which is where the my life link community comes in, because you have to trust that the people who figured it out will guide you in the way that you need to be guided. And and you know when COVID hit and the meeting shut down, it was thank God we had the app because we had lots of people joining just for our daily meetings, you know, we meet every day, you know, do Zoom meetings and just for the community because they were they were locked in. I mean, not only are you locked in your house, literally, you remember that back in March and April and May of 2020, but you you, you didn't have any access to to recovery meetings. Mm-hmm. So, so again, that's why I say 24 seven virtual is like, we're all virtually connected anyways, right? It seems like our whole life is virtually connected to form or fashion. Why shouldn't we have uh, a community in our pocket when we need it? Mm-hmm. And, and not only be able to take, but give back. And I think when people recognize that the selflessness is what builds self-esteem. And, and I mean, I would say, you know, my life now, I would say I probably put 80% selfless. And if you'd asked me four and a half years ago, <laughs> I don't know if I had anything selfless. I think it was all about me or, or the, the, the point of me. And, and that's look, this, this world is not gonna get easier right? It's not going to become less complex. It's not going to become less technology driven. It's not going to, if anything, there's more addictions that are being created now, especially in our youth. I got two young sons. I got an 11 year old and a seven year old. What are they going to be up against? It may not be opiates, right? It may not, it may not be alcohol, but what's the next thing? Is it VR? Like what are the, what's the next thing that's going to, when obsession becomes normal, that's addiction. So what's the next obsession that's going to start to detract from life, right? So we have to have these support mechanisms in place now more than ever, in my opinion. And I think, Matt, what's coming up for me as I hear you say that is, especially for young men, because I do a lot of mentoring for young men and the social media, you know, the, you know, comparing, comparing to others, um, you know, what's coming up is you have an app that is part of the solution for the same technology on our iPhones that is part of the problem. And so Amen. that's like, it's crazy. Boom. Like there's a separate app. That's part of the solution yeah. right next to Instagram and Facebook. Yep. And so yep. that is so important for people yep. listening that not all technology is bad. Yep. The phones are not all bad. It's how we use it being intentional with how we use it. And now we have my life link an app for people to lean on and get the support connection and community accountability that is critical for people in sobriety and trying to get sober. And, you know, we just lost another one, a, a young man named Jack. Um, he passed a couple of days ago for people in San Diego, the San Diego recovery community were very tight. And 
another young man, good looking, you know, it's just fentanyl, it's the overdose, it's suicide, it's addiction, um, and it's getting worse because of the isolation and disconnection that's with COVID that started in March, 2020. That's why you're on Matt to talk about this solution to help people stay connected now more than ever, because we need it because we're losing more and more people. Yeah. Yeah. I, I tell everybody, you know, don't, you don't have to be a statistic because unfortunately with the statistics is all the things that you did in your life vanish immediately. You know, it's, you're no longer remembered as, you know, this person or that person. It's like, Oh man, did you hear that terrible story about that? That kid, he just died of fentanyl. Oh gosh, him and another hundred thousand people died of overdoses last year. So, so it's and and I think that the you know, the suicide is something you brought up too. Is, is that has to be addressed as well because when when you start to see suicide, and I actually have a lot of suicide in my family on my mother's side, and I try at times to put myself in the my I guess those individuals you know, that, that chose to take their own lives and like, what were they thinking, you know, when, when they did that or it, um, and it's, it's hard for me to fathom. Um, when you're in the throes of addiction, it was not hard to fathom. And I think that's, you know, that level of disparity, you know, that I felt, um, you know, that, that not only was I not helping my family, I was not helping anybody around me and I felt crummy all the time and life wasn't good anymore. And this is a kid, by the way, this is a guy who grew up like I grew up in a great family. I grew up in a supportive family. I grew up in a nice area of Northern California, you know, did well in high school, played sports in college. Like, like there's nothing on my first 22 years that would say, oh, man, this guy's going to become a raging alcoholic once he gets into the corporate world. But guess what, bro? It happened. And it happened because the one thing I wasn't addressing was the anxiety. And when I found alcohol you know, after college, especially in corporate America, where we're supposed to close deals over bourbon and martinis, right? As I said, this actually makes me feel pretty good, not just physically, but it also like removes this. And, and, and so, you know, that, that took me down this, this, this almost 15 year pathway of, of craziness. And so when I hear these statistics, you know, the suicide rates, the overdoses, every time I go on the news here locally, it's always something going on, you know, in this county, and I know it's worldwide. I do do a lot of work in West Virginia, Kentucky, Ohio, so we you know kind of where that melting pot of, of the whole oxy and, and opioid epidemic started. Um, is that you, you realize is that people get addicted to this and they feel like there's no way out. And so ending their life seems like a logical choice. How do we get somebody in that point of disparity to recognize that, that they have the ability to help somebody else. And I know that seems really odd to say, but when I was mentoring a, a young man who struggled a lot, close friend of mine in, in recovery now, uh, I think he's coming up on six months. I remember telling him is that I want you to get sober for the person you're going to help. And he was like, that doesn't make any sense. I said, trust me, get sober long enough and it's going to make total sense to you. Is it you, if you choose, to put the drink down and get recovered and start to transform your life into something extraordinary. You will have the tools to inspire that next person. That's what we have to recognize. So, you know, I just got chill saying it because, because I just want to reach out to all of those teenagers and the young adolescents who are so caught up in this and that and social media and oh my gosh, and just put my arms around them and be like, guys, it doesn't matter in the big things. Like, like what really matters is who you are. And, and the people in your life that, that, that drive meaning and value. 
to you, you know, and, and all those other little things, you know, that seems so big right now, when you get to like my age, I'm turning 45 next month, they're not that important anymore. They never really were, you know, and, and it's, uh, this is, uh, this is definitely a time to realize that, you know, I love that you said, you know, the app. Yes, I'd rather be addicted to my life link than I guess addicted to Facebook. But one thing I just want to say real quick, the reason I, I configured the app the way I did was to try to stay away from the mainstream social media apps. And so when you go in and you post, you know, it's not a free form post. You actually have to actually put an action in. So I can say, hey, I shared my story with Andrew, so I'm going to log it. And then I can take a little picture of Andrew and I and I can post that. But that, that gets, a, that, the reason I did it that way was I wanted people to see the things that we were doing or feeling first mm. before the narrative. Because when I look at some of these other sober apps and, and mainstream social media, people have just, they can write books and books of nonsense on there. There's no structure to it. And it's not really helping, helping anybody, you know, in, in that direct way. And I, wa I wanted to make sure people knew that, you know, if I see people exercising or meditating and I'm feeling spiritually unsound, or I'm feeling kind of lazy and sloth, then maybe I should try that. You know, maybe I'll go access the training, the free yoga and movie meditation and all that stuff that's in the app and just try stretching exercise. And so, you know, having the ability to access the things you, you know you can at your, your fingertips, that's just the society we're in now. You know, it's uh, it's a it's alarming and it's 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 also interesting at the same time. Absolutely. I think I appreciate you sharing that. And for people listening, you know, it's addiction there's you know there's sex there's gambling there's food there's drugs there's alcohol you know it seems like there's an addiction to you know social media working working out mm -hmm. and so what i just want to acknowledge and bring it full circle matt is you took action to be part of the solution you saw a need you took action and now my life link is helping thousands and thousands of people, not only in San Diego, but throughout the world in 70 countries. And um, man, that's what it's all about. And we need it now more than ever because we're getting more disconnected, more isolated. And, you know, it's just, it's so important for people listening. This is part of the solution. There is an app, download the app, my life link. Or follow Matt on Instagram at mylifelink if you want to hear and see transformational stories of people who were at rock bottom who are now thriving in recovery and sober. Check out that Instagram because that's my inspiration on days when I feel like shit. And so I just yeah. want to acknowledge you, brother, for all that you're doing. It's needed now more than ever. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, I appreciate you too, bud. Cause I mean, look, look at what, look at where you were seven years ago. And I know this is all about me. But I mean, look at, look at, look at, because you chose to get sober. Look at you. We're having this conversation. Right? How many people have you impacted in your consulting business and helping with the life coaching and the spiritual and the meditation? I mean, I see you, I see you often throughout the, the days and the weeks, you know, when you're on each other. So, so you're a testament to what, the possibility of transformation is if we just choose to put it down long enough to recognize that we have that, that choice. And, and that's, that's my prayer. I say almost every single night, you know, is, is I want those that are suffering and you may have folks listening right now to realize is that suffering is a choice. You're choosing to live in suffering and 
And that's a, that is a choice. You can make the choice to transform, but to do that, you've got to step away from the things that are taking away from your life, right? It's the, the things that are numbing us out to being human and feeling. It's okay to feel, you know, the only person that can, I tell, I tell to both my sons, I said, you know, the only person that can make you feel bad is you. My older one's starting to get it. My younger one said, yeah, but you're, you know, that kid said something to me on the basketball court and I, you know, and, and I blah, blah, blah. I said, well, well Jackson, I mean, how you react to it, that, that, that's your choice. I, I could call you an asshole. But you could, you could say, you know, oh man, he doesn't like me, blah, blah, blah. Or I could say, like, okay, that's cool. That's, that's, that's what you said, but that impacted me one, one way or the other. So, so I think really when, when we think about this, this, this next generation and all of us actually out there, is it recognizing that, that an emotional sobriety is a real thing. Like, like truly being emotionally sober is to me the mecca of, 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 of a beautiful life because, you, because you're no longer allowing maladaptive behavior to take over your life based on how you feel. You know, you're accepting how you feel and you choose to transform based on how you feel and you make it something that's adaptive. So Dr. Ryan, that's another podcast to talk about emotional sobriety, but I always have to throw it out there when I do these because I think a lot of times people think it's about the drink or the drug or they think it's about the, the, the behavior, uh, behavioral addiction. It's, it's actually the emotions that drive choosing to do that. And, and I would say if anyone out there is listening, you know, we, we, the, the, the demographic on our app, it, I mean, is, is really, really awesome. I mean, we have folks that have identified with all types of addictions, all types of hobbies, all types of traumas, you know, all types of mental health challenge, you know, stuff going on, health problems. And so it's not just to say I'm trying to match, you know, males in San Diego that are alcoholics. I'm also trying to, hey, if you have, you know, uh, anxiety disorder, if you have an eating disorder, if you've been separated from your, 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 your spouse, right, let's go find people for you. Why don't you go find, find people? Use the search, fe search feature to find people. Now, they may not be in your zip code. They might be in Scotland. But at least they've self-identified with you, and you can start to build that that community together, you know, yourself. So, yeah, we have a lot of specialized groups on there, Andrew. Too, you know, if anyone downloads, check it out. We have great emotional sobriety meetings on Monday, Monday nights, five Pacific, eight Eastern, led by Dr. Andrew, our own Dr. Andrew. Um, and it's, you know, it's it's just been so fun to watch it evolve. And and I also like that I've been able to step back a little bit and let the community really build it, build it. Uh, build it on its own, right? It really kind of take, right? Everyone's like, what are you going to do with it? I'm like, I don't know yet. It's just kind of, it's growing on its own mm. and it's wonderful to see. So um, you're amazing, buddy. You know, I have such gratitude for you and what you're doing. Uh, I know our, our, all of the My Life Lifelink Sober Tribe members love your podcast. You know, uh, that's why you got your own channel and it's, it's just been fun and, and I appreciate, you know, you taking the time to hear a little bit about my story and my inspiration as to why I felt like I had to create a way for people to, to virtually connect on this really, really important topic around addiction. Yeah, I appreciate you, brother. Download my life link. I'll put it in the show notes for people listening. I'll tag Matt. Matt, man, I appreciate you. I acknowledge you for the work that you're doing. Like I said earlier, it's needed now more than ever. And you are having a positive impact, brother. And I just want to acknowledge you. Cool. All right, man. We'll do it again Thanks. soon. Yes. Sounds good, Andrew. All right. See you guys.